Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gesso Girls. Today we are ironically talking about reels and also TikTok, both apply. And today is the day that Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp is all having an outage. So we just found it kind of funny. We were initially, I was gonna go and look up like reels and find trends today. And well, that didn't didn't happen because Instagram is completely down. But whenever Instagram is back, we will hope you guys can re-enter the app with some ideas about how to create some engaging reels. And also just like we want this episode to be a way to demystify it. Um, I think I know for me personally, creating reels feels a lot more intimidating than just posting a photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we want you to not only leave this with that, but also a little bit inspired um, and kind of a little jump start. Hopefully some of these prompts and ideas can help you get moving and realize that maybe it's not as complex as it may look. Right. Um, I guess we can just dive right in with yeah, it. We could, yeah, we can dive right in. <laughs> well, I was going to say, so something that I learned, and Julia, you tell me if you've had the same experience, just like overarching reels before we actually give you all of our prompts. Yes, true. Um, I have found personally that I prefer to make my reels on TikTok. Mm, uh, I don't know if you're the same way. I've always found it's easier to cut and update and slice and add music. Whereas Instagram for myself, I felt like it was a little bit more limiting and yeah. less error. Like I kept doing undo and then I'm like, it's like, do you want to redo? And I'm like, no, no, no. Just, I think just TikTok the last frame. has been in the game a little longer and they have yeah. easier editing abilities in there. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that I do not use, I use an extra, I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Okay. I use Video Leap. It's called Video Leap. Oh, I Leap. have that. To, to do all my editing and I really like all their features. I find it pretty intuitive to, to use and occasionally I don't pay for it. I get like random pop-ups, right? To like mm-hmm. get me to go pro and pay a subscription. But mm-hmm. honestly, like it, just the basic, you know, non-paying um, version of the app, you can up, up to I think like a minute and 30 seconds, you can put in there, which I think is perfect. Okay. Cause, I mean, I don't think Reels even goes longer than a minute, right? I don't know. Maybe Reels don't, but they were TikTok was going to TikTok was going to go to like three go minutes, three minutes, I think three so. to three or six or something crazy, crazy, yeah. Um, which I was kind of hoping they didn't do that. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I was like, I can't what are we like that. videographers like <laughs> right. creating a cinema? Like, right, exactly. Um, but do I you think... then add your music in through the platform then? Yeah, or do you add I... your music through Video Leap? Oh, I add through the platform for sure because I think okay. there's. Um, I mean, I don't know exactly but i think that there is like some music copyright stuff so like i don't want to mess with it so i always add the music then in there so i think it really depends on what you're doing though so like for me i'm not trying to match to a sound so like because i'm just usually like showing like what i'm doing but if i was trying to like for example lip sync some flip sync something Mm -hmm. or you know have it match to a sound perfectly i would probably edit in TikTok or in Instagram reels. Yeah. Um, but I, for my purposes, I'm usually like, um, also what's nice in uh, what's video leap is that I can, for a time lapse, I can speed it up even more so. So, mm-hmm. which is really nice for me because it's like, okay, I, the whole time lapse is, is like a minute and I only need, want it to be like 15 seconds, right? Yeah. So, I find that nice. More flexibility with it. You, there's less limitation, I guess, yeah. um, when you or you have more control right. over your stuff, whereas it's a little bit more default. Um, and so only, only so many capabilities. 
Um, yeah, I've been trying to really get back into the reel because Julia's heard me talk about reels and how, I've, I mean, I was one that was very frustrated with the reel space mm-hmm. just because, you know, I joined Instagram. I mean, I had been one of the, I joined Instagram when I was in 2000, 2010, like before it was even a thing. Like I was on it and it was just for artists and it was only I think posting I photos. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I joined in 20. But it wasn't about you, like yourself like you no. were really just taking photos of like i was living in london and i would take photos of, of food and putting weird filters yeah <laughs> yeah i mean even it was more of just even before that it was like it was kind of like a taking tumbler. pictures architecture yes exactly tumblr, like a tumblr is a great way to... so i will yeah. say though looking at the history of that though i feel like instagram does have a history of kind of ripping on other you know similar platforms mm-hmm. like i feel like instagram was kind of tumblr 2.0 a little bit more just like and Pinterest and Pinterest, now. so like, I do feel like because like now you can like save things, have like a save board yep. and stuff like that. I feel yep. like Instagram is trying to be the one stop shop. Like that's kind of yeah, really what their goal. You can is. shop on it too, and you can, literally. So they're they're kind <laughs> of trying to just be all the things, which is really difficult as you know visual artists and creators because they were like we can't be all the things right or mm-hmm. are we expected to be all the things and so I think when you're listening to us like give all these prompts like don't get s- stressed but more so think like here is like you know just like a, a buffet of different yeah. ideas you can take and choose because I just feel like it it does get so overwhelming to come up with a new idea I get personally stuck in my ruts of just showing a time lapse just mm-hmm you know, because it, truthfully, it's like... But nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. Like, I can't just continue to do that. And I think that there are people who probably want to just see consistent content that they mm-hmm. like. You know, like, they like the time yeah. lapses. They want to just keep seeing that. I don't need to reinvent the wheel every time. But this is more so if you want to, like, mix it up a little bit for yourself. Yeah. Try something new. Yeah. And also, like, I think something that's... I think there's a balance, and we have always talk about burnout, but I think there's a balance of, like... Oh, like you, Julia, might get burnt out eventually of just always doing the time lapse. But also, you don't, (laughs) and you don't want to get tired also or burnt out by doing a different thing every single day too. So I think it's finding that balance of like find your sweet spot, like something that's like you know is really easy to produce. And I used to do that for photography. There was always like certain angles and certain shots. Like I knew I could do get the photo in like ten minutes and be done and posted. And then there's these more like abstract where I know I need to go somewhere for it for a photo and capture it or I needed a friend to help me capture it. Mm -hmm. So it's like it keeps things exciting. It keeps things unique, but it also is finding that balance of not burning yourself that it's like you're running around like a crazy person. And I think that's where I first put the pressure on myself with these reels was one, I was in the health and wellness space and I was just kind of like, now I got to create more content like I was finally just getting into the, the, like, the Instagram live. I actually was, it was fine. fine. I loved it. It was yeah. great. But then it was like, now I got to do these reels. And to me, it lost that connection um, that I was getting through Instagram live or IGTV. And I actually was kind of more of a fan of the IGTV because there was more content, but it was up to you um, for fitness, wellness, etc. I never felt like there was enough time in these reels to really give someone information or, you know, to do a workout because right. yes, we can do like, I mean, yeah, you watch it and then you write it down. It's like, do 10 burpees, do this. I always like the carousel feature yeah. for those things myself. Even when I look at other people's stuff, it's just harder to save and retain all that information when it's um, in a reel. 
Mm-hmm. But lucky for all of us in this artistic space, mm-hmm. people aren't trying to, well, people may be trying to recreate what you're doing. Um, but I think this is, it's eye candy. I mean, this is just, yeah. you know, you're wanting to give them something ooey gooey that they're going to love. Yeah. yeah. So they want more. You don't have to give them everything. Like, like I said, I haven't been giving them the time lapse, but I think I'm going to start moving away from the time lapse. Just give them like, kind of just like a little taste of like, and then so they want to go to my profile and see more, mm-hmm. you know, they want to go, this is a way to just like attract somebody in be like, oh, that's interesting and different, or that's really eye catching and beautiful. And then your, your reels can literally be like five seconds. Like they don't have to be yeah. these elaborate, like you don't have to have a full workout. Or that's funny. You know, like Aaron, yeah, you exactly. have the full workout. You don't have to have the full process. You don't have to do a tutorial every single time. I think right, sometimes right. tutorials are really helpful concepts. Maybe mixing those in once in a while is great, but keeping it bite size, keeping it almost just like a, think of it as like, you know, this is literally what, film is it's moving picture but like it it, think of it literally as a moving picture of your work you know just give a little bit more depth that maybe you can't get in a photo you know and um strategy wise like i think it's also be really interesting to see um how the algorithm picks it up like julia i'd be really curious to see because you do a lot more of the time lapse if you start changing it up does that push your content up higher or does it keep this? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how all the algorithm is working right now for uh, Instagram. I do know reels. Like, if you're not doing reels, you're being pushed to the bottom. I can tell I you that. I do feel like, well, here's the thing that I find. I There's this one guy I name. Uh, his name is Stephen Melner, I think. I'll put him in the mm-hmm. show notes. I'm forgetting his name right now. But anyway, he's, he's an inst- – I don't really like to follow Instagram guru people of, mm-hmm. like – do these five hacks but he's like super like distilled like very valuable content of like fact like facts like currently instagram doesn't like if you are using more than seven hashtags try using fewer hashtags in your posts and see how they do but he's always like kind of gives a caveat of like the algorithm is constantly changing and also you as a user everybody kind of has their own algorithm if you will Mm -hmm. like it's kind of personalized to the way you engage in the app and so in a lot of ways like i think we are, and I know that's going to sound like frustrating for some people who feel like the algorithm algorithm is like not working for them lately, but like we do have to train it a little bit to respond to what we like. And I don't even know how to do that, but I do know that mm-hmm. like if you are mixing it up oh, yeah. every once in a while, but also it's like a weird combination of you need to be consistent, but then occasionally give people something like a gem of something a little bit different, a little bit of like finesse and fun and just something different um but keeping consistency throughout too i don't know no i experienced that because i like kind of dropped off social media for a while and i could easily get a strong engagement and then i went mia Mm -hmm. still the same followings well maybe i lost a little bit but like not a significant amount that it should drop my like engagement but i maybe waited maybe i was like missing for like a month two months and then i posted something and I swear no one saw it. Crickets, yeah. So it was really interesting to see how, like, I thought it would have been the opposite. I thought, like, no one's seen me. They'll be like, oh, my God, Aaron's back. No, it's because I, if I was consistent with my content, yeah. people had the opportunity to engage with it more often, and then that would start getting them to see it more because you'll even notice, like, when you're going through your own social media or Instagram, um, like, I, I like Julia's artwork. So Julia always pops up on my feed. Right. But I follow, like, 
four, like 3,000 people. Right. And I can tell you, I don't see all 3,000 people. No, you definitely I only don't. see like the five people that I constantly engage or right. comment or like on. So, so those are the habits that... That's the habit, right? So yeah. you could that's the algorithm that you've created is like they know that you like my content, so they always show you my content. And so that's kind of what Instagram... And this is the game that I, I hate, but this is just like... I'm just stating <laughs> facts. It's like... Instagram is a game of staying relevant and I hate mm-hmm. it for that because it's like it's exhausting but I think yes. it as a way to take out some of that exhaustion is to take the pressure off of ourselves to create original content all the time. I really enjoyed um, I enjoyed the creative pep talk and I think it's episode 333. Um, he gives a lot of prompts for like recycling old content to create new content um, and I think that I'm I'm going to encourage people with reels to do something similar. Like mm-hmm. look at some old videos you took of your art and see if you can do like a, a video, you know, where we're going to get into suggestions of prompts, but like recycling old content is great, you know, to then, um, and remixing things to create new, new content is always good. Also, don't be afraid to repost the literal ex- same exact reel that you posted a couple months ago now, because I, I've done this before, actually, funny enough, just as an experiment. And I reposted a reel that I was really disappointed that didn't perform well. And I was like, man, like, I guess people just didn't like it. And I was like, I'm going to just try and reshare it again. Got like tons and tons of views, tons and tons of likes. I just clearly just didn't show up on the on mm-hmm. the on my feed at, or on, on people's feeds at the right time and it, yeah. it, it really like I think it's important to recognize that like sometimes it really has nothing to do with you or you your, use your old stuff and also become I know a lot of people lately um there's just one artist who reached out to me who was feeling really self-conscious because her posts haven't been getting as many likes and so she's like oh my gosh I feel like I have to always hide the likes because it's so embarrassing and I'm like we all need to get over that embarrassment and just keep posting quality content. I started mm-hmm. posting two times a day, which I know sounds ridiculous, but it was all old, older things. Yeah. And it helped me become less attached to the outcome because mm-hmm. it's like, I've got two of them out there. I'm just like posting away and, you know, it's a way for me to stay relevant and just think and stay on people's minds and think of it that way. Even if you're just staying on the minds of, of 50 people, that's perfectly yeah. fine. And- I know we're going to dive into this. I know we're we're teasing right now by not jumping into these prompts, but yeah. I personally encourage people to hide the likes. I think it yeah. helps create a less toxic environment for you to then go look and be like, oh, did so-and-so. Like, even if you are someone that's performing really well and you're getting those high likes, mm-hmm. hide them. Who cares? Because yeah. you can still see them yourself, but then it allows those that are new or starting out or anyone to not feel nervous or threatened or discouraged to post their content because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how many likes you get like as julia said just keep putting out good content and i know it's easier said than to understand i get it i mean trust me we like, all don't feel be it too embarrassed um, also when but i think the, what i was yeah. more so commenting on was like this artist feeling like so embarrassed that her posts are not performing as well as they used to and like i get that trust me like hide your likes it makes you feel better like 100 percent. but like also understand that it is like so not a reflection of your work and it's not anything to be embarrassed of because it's clearly happening to everybody everyone's struggling with it um but don't don't feel embarrassed if you post something easier said than done um and it doesn't (laughs) perform well because truly like it could have nothing to do with the work i'm i'm gonna actually work, bet yeah. it's has nothing to it do doesn't with the work yeah it doesn't so i've seen pieces like content out there i'm like 
how how did this get so much engagement we're like <laughs> i'm like i've seen such like well-refined pieces and it's like because people don't care how curated it is anymore too and i think that's something to take the pressure off too not tiktok has opened that floodgate for us in a good way is like not everything needs to be super curated and editorial yeah sure it, it helps and there are people that are always going to do it because they just love that like i'm guilty of that i like that editorial look personally mm-hmm. um and that's where my passion lies but those that don't like it and just it's not for them like you don't have to do it I and do think, you'll see that in our prompts okay i think one thing i will say okay just as a disclaimer mm-hmm. and this is my belief with with your art okay if you're making a tiktok or a reel that's like you being goofy or whatever i would not care as much about like the, like the quality like you said but right if you are showing your art i do think we need to care about the quality because like that the way the conduit for the world to see your art is through this video or these pictures. So like, I think it's okay to, I think I'm going to encourage you to care when it's actually video of your art, you know? Like, I think that, yeah. that is important. I guess when I say quality, I mean like the content itself doesn't have to be this like robust. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Not Cinematic. like the actual image. Yeah. Yes. Not like the image quality. Right. right. Um, I mean, we all want good image quality, but like if you were comparing to a human, like you don't need to go put on all your makeup and your false eyelashes. Um, oh, yeah. Like no, people that. like that authentic like story, yeah. like show your studio and show a zoom in of your your piece. Like obviously you want it in a good lighting because you want people to actually see the true colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sorry. That's kind of where I'm like what I meant by like quality because it doesn't have to be... Um, as if you're in a museum. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like they wanna, I think an, another important thing to point out too is that so much of, of presenting our art online is about presenting a lifestyle as well. And I mm-hmm. um, I know like I even feel pushback when I say that because it's like, it sounds like an influencer thing to say, but I more so mean that like when you're showing your art, you're also, it's important to kind of show a vibe of like what kind of person might be interested in it. So like if you're the oh, content yeah. of your reels are more geared towards just like showing your art in a particular kind of space or around certain objects, it like it helps. Right. So like that's important too. Okay. One last thing before, and then we're actually going to dive into no, we're the gonna dive in. Yeah, is like a <laughs> trick that I have been using. And I've also like heard other people use is to take the last like couple seconds. So you have, so you have your video that you're editing. Mm-hmm. take the last couple seconds that are at the very end and put them at the front so that like it creates like a loop kind of seamless so loop. it like start because the person wants to see like I just did it where it's like I'm zooming out from my painting and like right before you see the full picture I put it at the front and so like you have to watch it again if that makes sense to see the full picture and it it sounds really I know it sounds oh. slimy but it like in Basically, everyone has to watch it twice, your video twice, yeah. in order to see. So it really it boosts the the your engagement. It boosts the views. So like it's like everyone has to watch the video twice to see the full. That's thing. smart, especially because yeah. like if it's not a tutorial, people probably aren't going to watch it twice. No. Um, but you really want people to do that second look to really, you know, admire the mm-hmm. detail, admire the work, because otherwise they're just taking a look at it as a picture, and you're like, no, it's a video. You can see more. And I think oftentimes it really works well with art stuff because sometimes you want to see 
what you're getting yourself into as well. Yeah. Like you want to know like, oh, wow, this is gonna, what the final picture is going to look like. But you only see it for a couple seconds. So you're like, wait, I want to see that again. That was really cool. And then you start to see mm-hmm. the process. And then you get to the end, you know, and then you're like, oh, I see it all come together now. So like, I think it can happen really naturally with yeah. art. Like, I, I think sometimes it gets really complicated if you are, you know, trying to be speaking and talking about something. Like, that's complicated to have it make sense. But with art, it's, like, really easy to create that loop effect where it boosts your engagement. So, all right. Love it. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Erin, do you want to start? <laughs> yeah. So, Julie and I have actually created a laundry list of mm-hmm. prompts. So, we're not going to show you all of them today or share them all today. But we're going to give you a, a nice chunk of them so then we can... Uh, follow up with another, uh, you know, real talk yeah. um, with more prompts. And also we, so we can hear from you of like, what, what prompts worked for you? Which ones didn't? What are some cool ones that you're seeing trending? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start it nice and simple. So mm-hmm. a, a first prompt that I'm going to talk about is snapping your fingers and the art is done. Clean yeah. and simple. You've all you have to these. do. Yeah. And I think that's something like, this is a great way to start. Start with that. You mm-hmm. snap your fingers in front of your camera. Well, you show you like a blank canvas and snap the canvas is full of paint. Super easy. You can make that content uh, relatively fast and pair it with your favorite song. Exactly. Second, we're going to say this is a little bit, this is kind of fun. And you can also pick, you know, where you want to, what you actually want to uh, show with this. But show your first painting, drawing, first piece of art, and then show your most current piece or a piece you are currently proud of. And this could also just be maybe even from like a painting from a year ago to show your progress. So this is like a progress reel. Show how you've maybe grown as an artist. Um, And you can pick, you know, how dramatic you want that to be from when you were five to when you're 25 or Mm -hmm. from like just a year ago, like I said. So those are fun. I love that one. Yeah. I think that one's fun. And kind of going with the whole fun vibe. So this is a little bit less about your artwork itself, but mm-hmm. something that other artists and creatives can relate to. I just saw this one the other day and I thought it was quite funny. Um, it's showing paintbrushes you have. So your whole massive collection and then showing maybe the three paintbrushes you actually mm-hmm. use. Yeah. Um, I think there's so many people that would see that and be like, yep, that's totally me. I have all these paintbrushes that I invested in being like, oh, I need this one. I need this one. And then, I mean, even pencils. I can tell you that with like Just pencils and pens. Just any art materials. <laughs> like I could show you my whole entire closet of our materials and I feel like <laughs> this is all that I use. Like it's kind of yeah. funny because I, I feel like as artists, we all can relate to like hoarding art supplies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So next I'm going to say, this was also like a really, really simple one, um, is a satisfying tape peel. And what we mean by this is like, you know, your edges of your canvas or the edge of your watercolor where, you know, it's like a satisfying tape peel. Everyone enjoys that. It can literally be six seconds and it's easy. It's fun. And then show the finished product too. There you go. I love that. Yeah. I feel like that one, I would love to see that on repeat over and over again. It's very satisfying. It's so good. Mm -hmm. That will go viral on TikTok. Come on, people. Yeah, people (laughs) like that satisfying, kind of relaxing content. So Yeah, even if you're not an artist, like I think that one's something that hits home for so many different people. Yeah. Um, Let me think here. So another one, I mean, a lot of these you're going to see are a little bit more of a lifestyle than... how to sell your artwork. Um, but this is, you know, this hopefully catches people's attention to then bring them to your page that brings you to your website and then they make that purchase. Yeah. Um, so don't be like, well, Erin, Julia, like th- this is all about like other things and my actual piece. It's okay. <laughs> it's also getting people once again to be like, oh, this is interesting. Like what else does she do? 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and go to your page. So, um, so another one that's a little bit more artist driven is show your messy studio, and then you could either do a snap and you show it nice and clean, um, or you literally can just show how messy your studio is. Yeah. The paint, show yourself before and after painting. Like, what do you look show like before your you start painting? Beautiful painting that and looks after, perfect and wonderful, and then show the disaster <laughs> around yeah, it. Around you know, it. that's great and very relatable. It's funny. Everyone will enjoy that. Um, I think another good one, this is what we, we just talked about, how this could be a more labor intensive, um, mm-hmm. reel, but I do think you will add value to your viewers is to create a mini tutorial and you do not have to do a, tu- a tutorial of like an entire piece, right? Like you could just show people quickly, like a simple trick for painting beautiful, clouds or beautiful mountains or trees or something like that so that it's just like a quick thing that's like once again back to the whole satisfying thing of like wow like you know wow that's such a cool effect and like demystifying it for people because I think there's so much mystery and like how we paint how paintings you know turn out that like if you're just creating something to just show you know pulling back the curtain a little bit for people mm-hmm. yeah um, something that's a little less time consuming, but also really effective, especially showing your variety, your range, an art dump. It's super simple. Yeah. It, you don't overthink it. Just pile in as many pieces that you can in that reel or maybe focus on a specific collection, mm-hmm. pair it to music and people can see instead of maybe going to your feed and looking one through one at a time, they can get a real quick taste right away. Right. Of all the things you've done. If you have a new series you just did, like show them all laying out together. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, I also think another good one is to show a piece that is framed and unframed so people can get a sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, super easy. You can snap your fingers. Um, I'll just say one other one in here too is to show maybe your studio assistants, aka your yes. pets, your plants if you're me, <laughs> your kids, you know, just kind of showing something that is once again showing a little bit of the behind the scenes of who you are as an artist alongside your art. Yeah, another um, kind of behind the scenes is like showing your preliminary sketch. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that's how you work. Maybe you kind of do some thumbnails and your ideation, showing that process and then showing how it then moves to your canvas or from your canvas to wherever it may be. Um, I know for myself, I definitely think things through. I'm not someone who can just go. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool for people to see. Yeah. I think another one that's kind of fun that um, you might want to be careful about doing this if like make sure no one that you work with actually follows you on Instagram, but you could show yourself at your day job versus you in the studio, which could either be you all dressed up and, you know, looking pretty or, mm. you know, then you in like your paint clothes or it could be you like you at your day job and then it could show like you dreaming about, you know, what you're going to paint later or you doodling while you're doing accounting, you know, something, whatever. Yeah. Like, I think that's showing that like that contrast of maybe your day job versus your side hustle, your, you know, after work activities is kind of interesting. Um, another favorite that I've seen, and I've seen this in like, not necessarily the art space, but what, what you do versus what people think you do. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of artists, I'm sure, like what people think you do as an artist all day in painting, like Julia, like for you, like I bet you people think you're just like frolicking in fields, you know, mm-hmm. picking flowers, putting them in the, I know, right? In vases, which like, then you cut to like reality. It's like, 
And it's like you like on your computer making spreadsheets and figuring out your marketing plan and sending emails out and painting. Um, so I think that's always really cool. I mean, like as a graphic designer, like people think I'm just like some hipster that's got my big headphones on and like smoking, which I don't do. So like, <laughs> you know, but people think right. I do or like because of advertising, Mad Men, it makes everyone think that's my job. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not. Yeah, exactly. And I think, it, I think showing, like, once again, demystifying your day. And also, I think it gives people an, an extra appreciation for what you do and knowing that, like, you know, I think showing that it's a real job. Like, we really work, you know, like, this is, and I, I it kind of, it does annoy me that we have mm-hmm. to, like, defend you know, it. defend that. But once again, I think it's important to just, like, normalize, too. So I think it's an important conversation. Um, I'm going to just put out like two that are kind of easy. Once again, like, as I said, at the beginning of this episode, a time lapse of your painting process. Um, you know, this could be the entire process or just a section that you're doing. Like if you're doing a really beautiful sky and you want to just show the the time lapse of how the sky came together, that's great. I also think, um, you know, throwing your, like uh, throwing a canvas. Okay. Maybe you don't throw the whole canvas, but or throwing supplies (laughs) in the air and then, catching, you know, using air quotes, your piece as it just like, you know, something like that silly, like you doing something kind of funny and then like, bam, finished product. Yeah. Like for like a good one for that is like, let's say you're painting an outdoor fall scene, like you get a bunch of leaves and throw a bunch of leaves up in the air. And then from those leaves comes this painting. Right. Like right. you can think of it something like abstract in a way like that to create something interesting. And you know, those are those, um, I feel like these fashion bloggers they will throw an outfit at someone will throw an outfit at them and then suddenly they're like wearing the outfit like it's something silly like that like I think sometimes taking those other trends from different industries and applying it to art is also kind of is funny um oh yeah throw a paintbrush yeah at your canvas and it changes then throw another paintbrush and it changes throw it like keep throwing it and finally like oh that's what I want that's what I want (laughs) right exactly or like sold sold (laughs) right it's done and I think like I said, Erin and I said, we have lots of ideas. We'll probably do a, a part two for yeah. our reels ideas. Um, but just as the last one, we have to say this. Um, do a just gesso it reel, aka you have a painting that maybe you don't love anymore and you show yourself like maybe just gessoing back over it. I think some people, <laughs> I remember there was one reel I saw of this like beautiful painting and I guess this artist, I don't know if she just did it for like the dramatic effect or just like cut it, you know, like she didn't like it oh, yeah. and everyone was like, oh. what? And you know, I, I think that that is effective. You know, I, I'm not saying you should actually cut a beautiful painting that you love, but if there is a painting that just like is not resonating for you, um, just gesso it, you know, and show that process. I think it'll get a reaction from people. And uh, it's also kind of honest too, right? Like we aren't always happy with everything we create. Yeah, no, and it shows like there is a control alt delete or an undo button in art. It's a little bit more complicated, but uh, it takes just shows the world like you can redo something that you might have already started um, without any pressure. But hopefully all these reels and this real chat helped you, um, inspire you and motivate you to continue on your social media journey. Mm-hmm. Um, please make sure you tag us at Jesso Girls, hashtag Jesso Girls. We want to see these reels. Yeah. We want to share it with everyone. Uh, keep us in the know and please DM us if you have any ideas for our next real chat. 
yeah, or yeah, send us reels that you like, um, and we can, you know, if they're great, if they're a great example of something we could also be doing, we would love mm-hmm. that. So thanks so much for listening, you guys. And if you could leave us a review, that would also be great. Thanks so much, and see you next week.